Hey, thank you for tuning in. This is Camel Call Friday. I'm Chris Haymeyer. He's Evan Budrovich. Evan, how are you? How's your week? Good, man. I, I want to get your tone up a little bit. I want to get you more in that positive Friday feeling, you know, football weekend, team's doing that's well. That's true. That That's true. I'll, I'll try to start over. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Camel Call Friday. I'm Chris Haymeyer. This is Evan Budrovich. That's why you're there, Evan. You're bringing the the youthful energy. I'm turning 30 next year. What? Youthful. You kidding yeah, me? This is my final year of fun. Evan, we're going to be talking golf later. So That's a great sport for 30-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Bowie's Creek turns you into a golfer in some of the lonelier summers. You're you're pretty good. Talk talk about your your golf. You, you know what? We're going to save that for later. That's what they call on radio a tease. Great that's, tease. that's coming up a little later. Uh, we'll talk to we'll talk Campbell Golf, which of the many successes that have happened here lately and in this past decade, golf has been a constant success in a nationally recognized program. So we'll talk some golf at the end of this. But first, let's go through what's going on at Unfollowed. It was another very, very fruitful week for Campbell. Um, Campbell women's soccer, they're back on the winning track now. And again, if you looked a little closer at uh, their losses, they're, they're a lot better than their record was. And now it's showing that with the record. They've won two straight. And then uh, they'll finally be back home um, next Thursday versus UNCW. Laney Peabody, Big South Defensive Player of the Week. And again, you play tough teams in the non-conference season. It makes the Big South Conference a little easier to take. Can you believe the Big South starts in two weeks? Yeah. I mean, that feels like the longest preseason and yet the shortest, right? And you go from these ACC opponents to now teams more of your your will. And I mean, Peabody is Defensive Player of the Year, so she's really good, and, and that shows why. Yeah, the Campbell men's soccer team, they are uh, still 21st in the country in one of the polls. They had a 1-1 draw with a very good Coastal Carolina team, a a rival that is a team that's usually in the rankings as well. So they might drop a little bit uh, down. They're still in the top 30 in another poll. But back in the creek uh, versus VCU on Wednesday, Daniel Hernandez, Offensive Player of the Week. Keeper Sean Ellis, Defensive Player of the Week in the Big South. And that shows you just right there. There are two names that aren't the quote-unquote stars of this team, yet they're the ones getting it done. They, they are so deep at every position. Well, they were down two starters against Coastal. Outshot them by 10 opportunities. You know, they tie the match, but they had all the chances, yeah. right? And with no overtime, no shootouts in, in the regular season, it's kind of hard to tell. Yep. Like, okay, it's a draw, but if they went to the postseason or if it was a, you know, a match at the end of the year, I think that score is a little different. It also was wet, windy. Yep. Coastal was playing very tight in their box with 10, 11 guys back there. You know, it didn't have the feel of a regular match, if you will. Yeah, you, you would have really liked to see that game, you know, sunny and 80 degrees. The conditions had something to do with it. You make a good point, too, something different this year um, in NCAA soccer and both the men and the women, no overtime. Um, they never had shootouts during the regular season, but 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 no overtime, and and that makes a big difference because you see, especially in these non-conference games, sometimes like a like a coastal team that was coming in and wanted to get a result against a ranked team, they really pulled the reins back and played very conservative. But I've seen at the end of some games, I like it because people aren't just paying for overtime anymore. Well, we saw the NC State Campbell game, right? Campbell yep. tries to score a goal, they turn it over, and then Jamise Joseph scores yep. for NC State. In this game, it's the old days of Presbyterian. Put 10 men back. Pause. All right, we'll restart. Start from the 
top of that. Sorry, you were going, man. Yeah. Okay. So you were asking about. Uh, so oh, I said overtime. overtime. I needed. Okay. So this sort of reminds me of the NC State game for Campbell women's soccer. They went for the win. They turned it over, and State with Jamise Joseph scored in the last 15 seconds. This game against Coastal reminded me of playing Presbyterian. They'll have 10 men in the box, won't try to pass the ball forward. They just want to clear it and play defense. So there's different styles to it. Dustin Fonder, he likes to gamble, not in life, but as a coach. He wants to score late in the game. He wants to try to play for the winner. There's some games where you're on the road, let's say at high point, you might want to go for the draw and get the point and the result versus being the home team, and you want to get the three points and the win. So it does make it more unique. Yeah, it'll make things unique in conference play too because, again, Campbell's going to come in as a favorite where a tie against them is going to be a very good result. So it will it will change strategies in, indeed. I, I like it initially. Then a game happens like the Coastal game, and you say, oh, man, in, in overtime, Campbell would have came away with the win. But the good news, conference tournament, they'll still have the deciding yeah. re- regulation. Also, no more golden goal in overtime in the playoffs. So you don't just give up the one in the first five minutes and you lose, like we saw with the women's soccer team in the final. You have the 30 total minutes to score and then – Try to force PKs. Yeah, trying to get, especially in the postseason, the the best team to win, which soccer, it just takes one mistake, one hit, and a team that's not as good usually wins. But that is a soccer discussion for another time. Volleyball continues their tough schedule on the road. Okay, they go to University of Kentucky for a tournament. They won't play Kentucky, but they will play Wisconsin, the defending national champions. So you avoid one top 10 team to play another top 10 team Ananda Patterson was all tournament selection in that SIU tournament so she was a former middle blocker and they've moved her to right side with Sarah Kala graduating she's hitting like close to 300 has been really good 6-1 can jump kind of more of a middle with her body type but does a great job on those rotations they look really good this week I, I had no issues with their results over the weekend they have this is as you can see talking about the schedule everybody on the road volleyball by the way finally comes home their first home non-exhibition matches of the year it'll be next weekend the Fairfield Inn and Suites Dunn Campbell Invitational Does that that's, fit on a, a t-shirt? that's a lot to put on a t-shirt we're gonna have to do front and back there but they'll take on Robert Morris next Friday 6 p.m. And then a doubleheader on Saturday, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. But anyway, this is a rare, especially at this time of the year, men's soccer played on Labor Day. Everybody is away until the middle of next week. So you can catch your breath for not going to any home events. And then you've got soccer on Wednesday, soccer on Thursday, volleyball Friday, Saturday, Saturday. That's the nature of it. I mean, thank God we don't have field hockey. You throw that in and it could be a busy fall, but... You know, that's the good time of the year. Like with football on the road the next two weeks, you can go visit William & Mary. You can go visit East Carolina. You can also watch volleyball three times, and that's going to be high energy. The student section will be there. The, the home fans love volleyball. And then soccer matches, UNC Wilmington will be competitive. At VCU, like names you know of, and, and that'll be neat to watch too. It'll be fun next week. This weekend, what a test for the Campbell football team. They passed their opening test with flying colors, the the Citadel isn't a great team, but the you fact go from of an what open the defense test did, yeah. To now you have one week <laughs> right. against a team that just beat a power or you know FBS opponent. William and Mary can really score. I mean, score forty points on Charlotte. I know they're a down team this year, but you still score forty on them, and they're one of the favorites in the CA. You go from an open book test to a midterm exam real quick. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. You liked how the schedule came out 
Citadel, a team you should beat at home, and they did. And now this William & Mary team, even better than we thought, picked to finish fourth in the CAA, again, a conference where four, five, six teams are in the playoffs each and every year. And beating that FBS team, they're in the top 25 in a, in a bunch of polls, so you have a chance to go in and upset and beat a top 25 team. This reminds me of the COVID year when Campbell went to Georgia Southern, right? They were the underdog. Now, there were some COVID issues that made that game different, but they played with confidence. Brian Barr scored the opening touchdown. They, they took a three-score lead at Georgia Southern. Not that I expect that to happen, but that intensity, focus level, Hodge was great in those four games. Like They were not afraid of playing insert team here that was higher than them. I think that's the same mindset these next two weeks. That's a great point that you make. And make no mistake about it, they'll be underdogs on paper, but it's a Campbell team that's not just going over there to lay down. They expect to win that game, and that's what they want to do. I also like the fact not only does it give you a good gauge of what your team is this year, because quite frankly, folks, William & Mary is going to be better, possibly a lot better than any team you play in the Big South Conference. And remember, Again this year, if you win the Big South Conference, you get an automatic bid to the FCS playoffs, and you go to the playoffs for the first time in Campbell history. That's something that we'll talk about on the back end of this. But when you think about this William & Mary team, a team in one of the toughest FCS conferences football-wise in the country that you're going to go into, this is a team that's going to finish in the top four. So this will also show you if you want to be it's successful a, a in the CAA, right. this is – the teams that you're going to have to beat. Kennesaw State and Monmouth were playoff caliber teams the last two to three years, and, and Campbell had their ups and downs, right? So if you want to be a playoff team this year, in the first round you're going to play the champion of the SOCON or the champion of the CAA, most likely, regionally based. So William Mary is one of those teams that will probably be in the playoff, and if you're in that wild card round, this is your playoff preview. Not to look too far ahead, but if you want to do well in November, this game's a great litmus test leading into that. That game will be at 6 o'clock this Saturday. It will not be on ESPN+. I've also got got some inside information that I'm going to tell you only on this podcast, which is why you listen to Camel Call Friday. But Flow Sports, you're going to have to pay for it. They make you pay for a month if you want want to watch it. 6 o'clock coming up this Saturday. Or free audio coverage. Uh, I'll be on play-by-play. Lyndall Suggs. One of our student announcers, he will be doing color free, 545 for the Bojangles countdown to kickoff. You can listen to it through GoCamels.com, also the GoCamels app, also new this year, the Varsity Network Sports app. So we've got you covered. Of course, all the socials will be covering it, but it won't be on ESPN+. Plus. It'll be on Flow Sports. If you talk to many around the CAA, Flow Sports it's good for some things. It's not good for others. It doesn't take you into the whole ESPN family in that. They are on the final year of their Flow Sports contract. Which expires this June. Which expires this June. Obviously, they'll have a decision before then. There's been some talk. Maybe they go with ESPN. Maybe they go with Flow. Flow gives them a very good deal. So they're deciding all that right now. So we do not yet know next year will all of our home events and conference events be on ESPN Plus or will we go to Flow Sports we don't have a dog in a fight yet, but you can tell what my dog would want if I had a dog we and don't he have wanted a vote to choose. Yet, but if we had a chance to put our vote in, we'd say Team ESPN+. Plus. But it's early. It's early in the process. It's early. So, Flow Sports, if you want to pay for it for free, the Varsity Network app, gocamels.com. Golf. Evan, 
when I first met you, I don't think you really golfed, but I after I a used, couple of... I used your golf yeah, clubs that's that right. you got from John Crooks. That's right. When he handed them down to you. A couple of lonely summers in Bowie's Creek, and you have developed yourself into a good golfer. Of course, one of the best courses in the area is, is right across the street here. But talk about your golf journey in what we will tell you is a golf hotbed. It made you a golfer. I am no Campbell golfer like we'll talk about in a minute. These teams are amazing. But my handicap, I can shoot in the high 80s, low 90s. Nothing to brag about, but we went for my birthday a few years yep. back. You and Charles Phillips and, and all, we all went. I golf now with Adam Polanski, our director of marketing. Right. Uh, Matt Laverly, who played golf at Drake. Former Division One golfer. Really yeah. good golfer. Stan Cole, who will tell you a story up and down the course. Remember the, uh, what's the Stan podcast called? I should know this. Tales from the Creek. It just debuted on Wednesday. You can find it where you're finding this. That's why you're a good host. And then I'll play with Charles Phillips and Greg Gorl loves golf. So we go out there with coaches, and Jeff Gross wants to play with us sometimes, so he'll get mixed in women's soccer. You know who's not good at golf, though? Mike Minner. He cannot hit a golf ball to save his life. Uh, Braxton Harris, really good at golf. But I I just love Keith Hills because you can walk the course. You can ride in the cart. It's really open. The fairways are wide enough you can play. Like, Anyone at any skill level can play that course. RIP the $99 faculty and staff uh, summer memberships that they used to do before golf got big again during COVID. Speaking of golf, and we'll have uh, an interview with the man himself coming up after the break. Did you get that interview done in 15 minutes? Maybe. Maybe. You'll you'll, You'll have to hold on and see after the break. But we'll brag right here on what has been... This is incredible no matter what sport you're talking about, no matter what level you're talking about. But but John Crooks, number one, has been both the men's and women's head coach for golf for over 30 years, 33 for the men, 32 for the women. He was inducted into the National Golf Coaches Hall of Fame 16 years ago. That's how good he was halfway through his career now. He was good enough to be inducted into the National Golf Coaches Hall of Fame. Why? Because the numbers – just blow your mind. On the women's side, 18 conference titles, 24 NCAA regional appearances, 96 tournament wins, six straight conference titles, including this, 10 straight NCAA tournament berths. They haven't won the championship and got the automatic bid, but Campbell Women's Golf gets at-large bids to the NCAA tournament. Incredible. Well, even from an RPI perspective, they're top 50 almost every year, which that's top 50 in the country, not regional, yep. not Big South. And there are over 300 golf programs. A lot of schools have women's golf. So to be in the top 50 in that sport where you need a nice facility, you need the resources, you know, they have the nice van now. Like that, that plays a factor. And they send girls to the nationals every year. The team's been twice in that 10-year stretch. And then Nadine White went as an individual. They've sent individuals to the highest level. So they compete with anybody. 21 out of the last 24 season. Campbell Women's Golf has been in the NCAA tournament. John Crook's second all-time, all-time, the right. history of NCAA Division I golf. He is second all-time in women's tournament golfing victories. And over on the men's side, they're nearly as good. Five straight NCAA tournament appearances at ended this spring. They had some injuries. Ten NCAA regional appearances, eight conference championships, 61 tournament titles on the men's side. And he recruits from all over the world. I'm looking at the men's roster right now. Norway is a big spot for them in Sweden. France, Spain, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Indonesia. 
So to give you a sense of a couple Americans, they've had players from New York, they go international, and Sweden is the hotbed because I think of Pontus Nyholm, who's now in the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, he's the gold standard of Campbell recruits and, and golf talent. And he just goes to Europe with Matt Mood and Ashley and the coaches, and, and they find elite players. Yeah, and that's what Evan was talking about, the Corn Ferry Tour. It has changed names a couple times. It's the tour right below the PGA Tour. Incredible. He may be on the PGA Tour someday. I was sending him a couple messages to cover his tournaments this year, and he said he finished about five or ten spots outside of getting promoted. He says in the next year or two he'll have a great chance to compete in a couple of events, and then earn his tour card probably in two or three years. Just amazing what John Crooks has built, and then his his coaching tree goes on and on and on. We'll talk to the man himself coming up after the break. John Crooks talking golf as they get set, both the men and the women, for their first tournament of the year coming up this weekend. This Four. is Camel Call Friday. It's bow time. Dad, we're hungry. Yep, to the grill. No, 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 no. Out of gas on game day? Drop a big bow box on it. Game on. Feed a family of four with eight pieces of scratch-made chicken, biscuits, fixins, and tea. It's bow time. <laughs> Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. The double quarter pounder with cheese, fresh off the grill, cooked when I order it and not a moment before. And juicy. Hey, listen, I keep my napkin game up because I'm not trying to have this drip on my drip. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love, baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats, all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie, or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. John Crooks is the second winningest coach in women's golf history. Also, our men's coach, both going on decade number four, and he joins us now here on the Camel Call Friday podcast. And as the season begins this week, and Coach, let's start with the preview of your men's team. Well, we just got through with uh, one of the most competitive qualifying tournaments that we've ever had. Uh, we had 10 guys. Uh, all very talented, all of them having rounds uh, uh, even par better. Uh, and, um, and it was quite frankly pretty hard to pick the five that were, was going to, uh, uh, to our first tournament. 
Um, but the two people I picked had great summers. They played very well. One of them won a national championship. Uh, the three that qualified, uh, Henrik Lilja, uh, had rounds of 70, uh, 62, 66, 67. I mean, he just he's just playing great. Um, my other senior, Eddie Blumander, uh, same thing. He had one bad day, um, and um, uh, otherwise he'd be right in there. And then the third senior is Alejandro and um, uh, Coyo, and he's he's just a really good player. He's just it's fun to watch. Coach, what is it like having that kind of depth? You talked about how it's a good thing, but there's a lot of challenges with it too. If you look. Of course it is, especially in this day and age when everybody expects to be playing. Um, what we concentrate on is trying to get better, each individual. And a couple guys who came very close to making it found a couple things for them to work on and to improve. And so uh, they have goals. And, 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 and I expect that I'm going to have a lot of people play. Uh, for Campbell this year. What can you tell us about this first tournament up in Wisconsin? Well, I've been to Wisconsin. I, I, I've been up there for a preview. I've been up there for an NCAA regional. In fact, I think I've been to two NCAA regionals there. So I know the golf course, and the golf course is big. It's uh, a different kind of grass, um, but that's okay. I mean, we. When you have players that are played all over the world, they're used to making adjustments. And um, um, I expect the field to be really good. A lot of Power Five schools, and um, um, Campbell will uh, see what we have. Coach, how does your women's team stack up this year? They surprised me how good they were. It's, it's amazing when you have four returners who kind of played, um, a, you know, it's not like they played a secondary role last year, but there were a couple of seniors that they played behind. And they have had a great summer and they've stepped up and they're coming in and uh, I had two people play 54 holes under par. And uh, I, had, uh, uh, I had people who finished fifth shoot 66. So we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're good from top to bottom. And you really can't go by a number. I think, I think every week it's going to be possible that I'm going to have a different person in first place. Uh, now, Tommy may not want to hear that because she just finished first. But um, uh, there's a lot of competition on this team, and I feel like we're in good shape. And the women begin their season in Pauley's Island, South Carolina this weekend. Well, we've been there before. And it's a place where we've had some experience and we've, we've had some good things happen to us. I think, it's a, I think it's a great design. I think it's a golf course that makes you think. And I think it's, to me, it's been a great preparation for the next tournament and for the, for the rest of the season. It's close, it's competitive. Uh, the golf course will be in outstanding shape. And um, uh, we're gonna have to go down and think well and make good decisions and play well. We talked about how you've been doing this for over 30 years, and, and I can still feel the excitement in your voice as you get set for this new season. How do you keep that fire going? Well, everything's new. I mean, every team's new every year. I mean, you know, you have, 
you have people graduate and you know go out on their own and then you have new people come in and and you have a different set of circumstances and you have different uh, dynamics and so it, it's always new it's 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 exciting because you get to see new people challenge older people and older people have to respond and um, it's easy for me to get excited about a new season does being around all these 18 to 22 year olds really keep you young like they say the energy they bring in I, you just look at them and um, I'm fortunate in the people that I'm working with I have to ask them not to practice on their day off instead of we need for you to do more and uh, these people are driven these people have goals uh, and that's why they're champions that's why that's why they're here you recruit all over the world what does it take to recruit globally we well, have to you have to have a little experience and you have to know how different their system is um, I've been here a lot, I've been doing this a while, and so certainly I've made some mistakes in some of the decisions I made, but I've also had some success. And when you have somebody who has come to the United States and played great, well, everybody back in their country knows that. And, and, and that kind of opens their eyes. Uh, it was amazing that I went into a, a uh, I went to see one of my former players on my last trip over and I went to a golf course unexpected and I'd never been there before and I walk in and I introduce myself to the uh, pro behind him and he says, I know who you are. He says, your boy is out on the sixth hole and he's playing with your new freshman. And so um, that surprised me. When you're talking to recruit and their family on a different continent about coming all the way to Bowie's Creek to play for you, what are you telling them? Well, I tell them several things. I tell them, number one, that their children will be safe here. I tell them that we have a sheriff's department on campus. I tell them that uh, that's uh, man 24 hours a day. I'm telling them that they're going to come to a family atmosphere. They're going to come to a place where people care about them. Um, not only are their teammates going to be there, uh, but with the support staff we have. I mean. Uh, Kendra with academic support and Troyce with uh, our trainer and uh, uh, Rachel with uh, strength and conditioning and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out but uh, and then with the assistant coaches we have they're going to have support and so when we talk about coming to Campbell we talk about doing the things necessary to get better uh, I tell them we have every single thing in place to help you meet that goal. You've had numerous student athletes leave this program and become professionals. What does that mean to you? I know their strengths. I know their weaknesses. I know their challenges. I know the demons they've overcome. And I know uh, that when their confidence is high, that they're exactly where they should be. And, I, you know, it's just exciting. Uh, we had a tournament with uh, Pontus uh, a month ago where uh, he led the tournament after a PGA event after two rounds and was a shot out of the lead going into the last round. And, uh, you know, that's just, um, uh, I'm just so happy for them and their family and, and the people that know them and their friends. I mean, it's, it's fun to be, to know who, you, who to root for. You also have a coaching tree with a strong trunk 
a lot of branches as some of your former players are now college coaches trying to follow in your footsteps. How does that make you feel? Well, that's, uh, I, I'm honored that I get any credit for that. They, they deserve everything they have. They've, they're, they're the ones that have done all the hard work and all the preparation. They've had to put up with me in, in, in a lot of cases. And um, uh, I'm, I'm just real excited because they're, they're making golf better. Uh, those that are head coaches and even the assistant coaches. I mean, they're, they're helping other people right now. Add to that coaching tree, you have many former student athletes that are golf pros at some of the best clubs in the entire country. What, what, what does that mean oh, to you? Uh, it means I got some place to play if I need it. And so that's always good. And it's, and it's nice to have, you know, when you have a recruit or you have somebody in, uh, in, in, in uh, Minnesota, for example, and you have somebody to call that you can trust and tell at least tell you where to eat and where to stay um, and, uh, and give me a little background on the tournament, not the players. But uh, uh, it's nice to have a little extra information. What's the best part of your job? I get a chance to, I'm, I'm around a lot of different cultures. I'm around a lot of different um, personalities. And uh, I kind of have to be, stay on my toes. I, uh, I'm in Harnett County, but I have to kind of, I need, I have some worldly information. What is it like getting into that van after another tournament win? You have to understand when you go on a trip, there's always anxiety about what's going to happen and are you going to perform well and, you know, there's the unknown. And then at the end of a tournament when you've won, then all of your hard work, and everything is, nobody can tell you, well, you'll get them next time. No, you got them this time. And they enjoy it, and it's, it's fun, and, and, and it's not uncommon to sing in the van. And it's, uh, uh, of course, some of the trips are a little longer than others, so the sleep is good. Uh, but it's just, it's just, a, it's just, that's just a fun time to be part of college golf. He's the best. He's our men's and women's golf coach, John Crooks, and this has been Camel Call Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody.